It's like looking at the horizon. Like when 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 all you see is the, the horizon, just focus there. Like focus on getting to that horizon. And then when you get to that horizon, a whole new area of the world is going to open up. You know, a whole new view. Welcome to the Limitless Level Podcast. My name is Brendan Kearney, and each week I'll bring you insights, tools, and strategies for developing your mindset, fitness performance, and your well-being. It is my mission to empower others to step into their potential and own their lives. I believe that self-awareness is the key to self-mastery, and when you master yourself, you can master any area of your life. Well, good afternoon. It is Monday here, January the 17th, and I think it's another day, um, wherever it is, for uh, my guest on this show, and it will be my first actual interview of 2022. So I'm really looking forward to this one. This guy, he goes by the name of Andrew Logan, and now I know Andrew um, briefly. I initially saw him speak at a an international conference for a health and wellness um, network marketing company, and so I went to this conference, and he just happened to be one of the um, speakers on stage. Andrew has grown a very successful um, business within the network marketing industry, and is an advocate of health and well being which his company is all about with some great products. And he's also um, into uh, CrossFit recently, which is where we also share um, a common interest is through the sport of CrossFit. And so um, just learning a little bit about his journey through that and also just being able to um, have a conversation with him as far as when it comes to not just your physical health, but also your mental and also financial um, well-being, because Andrew has a lot of experience and success within within the um, industry that he's in. Um, he does come from a um, more of a sports physio background and has worked in that for a while. And he, um, like I mentioned, also grew a very successful network marketing business within the health and wellness industry. And so he's going to share a little bit about some mindfulness um, tools and insights. Andrew is from Australia. And so, yes, it is a different time of day there. And actually, it's a different day there right now. He's about 12 or 13 hours ahead of me here in Canada. So um, we're going to hand it over to Andrew here. So welcome, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's Tuesday morning here. So if you ever want to know, you know, who wins a sporting event or something like that, there's a big Monday night football game coming up tonight. You know, if you want to know the score, we know because it's Tuesday morning over mm-hmm. here, right? So we're we're in the future uh in in some ways. But yeah, great to be on and, and thanks for having us. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing about Australia. It's it's like one of those countries that like kind of leads the world as far as like <laughs> what's going we, on you know yeah we we tested the millennium bug before everyone else got it and stuff and made sure nothing went wrong so it was all fine yeah yeah it's 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 really interesting um 
I actually look up the, uh, I follow CrossFit.com's uh, workouts of the day and I, I do them quite often, pretty consistent with it. And it's funny because I will go on to it and it's, it's through Australia that they, they, they come out because it's, it'll be like eight o'clock PM here and it's already nine, maybe eight or 9 AM in Australia. And, and, and they're already sharing, you know, the workouts of the day. Um, so it's, it's pretty interesting that way hmm. to know, to already know what's going on. So I can kind of plan and think about it overnight. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. We don't have that. to be surprised. Yeah. That's but all right. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's great. So, um, it's winter here in Canada, so it must be summer there in Australia right now. Yeah, we've got some nice sunshine. So, um, you know, as we were talking before we jumped on, trying to get outside and uh, you're like, a, you know, love doing CrossFit. But uh, just at the moment with, um, you know, there's there's all that, you know, kind of craziness and uncertainty in the world. And so we are, you know, very grateful and blessed to be in a position where we've got a bit of land and we've got a nice view off our back. Uh, you know, our back patio area. So just get out in the sunshine, get some vitamin D, some fresh air and do a workout and watch the view and get a fresh airs and all those things that are, you know, going to help your body uh, and from a health point of view, from a stress point of view, from a mindset point of view. So um, in winter, sometimes it's a little bit harder to convince yourself to, to go outside. But like for us in winter in Australia, certainly where we are, now it can get cool in the evenings, but we never get snow or anything like that. Not where I am. So uh, I tend, you know, I can, we can train it in the middle of the day and it's still quite cool. And again, you're still getting that vitamin D, you're still getting some fresh air and just changing the training schedule a little bit. To, so it's at least a little bit warmer when you're out there. But I did, I did live in Whistler for a while and I remember, you know, doing CrossFit there and, uh, you know, it was always interesting. I was in um, Invermere too a little while and, you know, it's always interesting rocking up to training in three or four layers. And then two minutes in, you're dripping sweat and wanting to take your shirt off. <laughs> and, you know, whatever you do to move your body uh, and get warm. So it was always a nice contrast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know what, like, for me personally, like, I can have, I can do my exercises, you know, in, in the house. Um, well, currently we, we, we are through a, another lockdown. The gym's closed here for a little bit again. And, and so for the time being, um, our CrossFit, um, affiliate, the one I go to has zoom workouts. Yeah. So we still get to yeah. do, uh, you know, it's not the same, you know, it's not like you have a gym in your house, but you can still, uh, you know, got some equipment i got some equipment to use and and so it's still great to to do those workouts inside and it's kind of funny because you know when it's super cold outside like i know the importance of getting outside getting some fresh air and what better time to do that than straight after you know a good crossfit session uh you just get outside and you know i'm i, I don't even need to bundle up with with winter clothes i just go out and <laughs> cool off yeah. out there for a little bit and so it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's really awesome that way. Um, so, so we're going to start off um, just with the, get the ball rolling here. Um, what are, what are three things that you're grateful in your life right now for? Um, well, certainly, you know, like gratitude's a, a very important thing, isn't it? And as you say, like what you appreciate, appreciate. So if you're not looking at 
the things that you're grateful for, they're, they're not going to grow, you know, they're not feeling respected. So, um, you know, we're in a very, uh, you know, always very, very grateful only having this conversation a couple of days ago with, um, you know, with some good sort of business mentors and that where, where we're in this very grateful position where we worked very hard for 10, 15 years, but we built a very um, great lifestyle, you know, as financial safety net and, and financial income streams so that we can live this lifestyle with our kids where we get to be there with them all day, every day. And we've been, you know, home with them full time for the last eight years now. So incredibly grateful for that. And obviously incredibly grateful for everything that we've learned and all the people we've met through that. Um, but also incredibly grateful that like, this is just the start as well. And, you know, so much of what we've learned and so much of what we've done uh, you know, we know we're just sort of setting up for another run. So we've had another uh, a couple of years of really just enjoying the kids as they, you know, as they really went through those their early years. Uh, and now they're, you know, they're settled into school and they've got their friends and they've got their social circles. And not that we don't, you know, spend as that we still spend a lot of time with them, but they want to spend more time with their friends than their parents now. So, um, you know, grateful that they're all happy and now we can really start to sort of take on the next stage of our business growth and take on the next stage of our life. So um, I don't know if that was three or seven or something. I kind of said a few things, but, you know, really just grateful for, you know, the, the lifestyle that we've been able to create and the family and everyone who's in that and the people we've met. So, you know, we're grateful for that every day. Sometimes you can feel like, um, you know, sometimes you can just feel a little bit, uh, um, I don't know the word exactly, but, you know, we, we, we have built a great life where we can just sort of relax and do nothing. Um, and so sometimes you can sort of feel like, you know, just enjoy that and be really, really grateful for that. But then as well, there is that mindset of, well, no, like, you know, we, we weren't born to just kind of hit a certain point and then stop like progress and growth and mastery as things that really drive me. So, you know, grateful that, the social media and the internet and everything that we have these days and all the amazing tools that we have allow us to continue to grow businesses while we're home with our children. That is great. That's, that's awesome. Um, you know, like I, you know, I, I do agree though, that, um, you know, it's, 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 it's good to be, you know, practice gratitude and, you know, just, you, you can sit, you know, sit back and be passive with your life and just be grateful for everything the way it is. But, uh, you know, without, without inspired action, there's, it's, you know, it's not a whole complete life, you know, it's your well being. Um, I, I can tell, you know, mm. that you, you understand that it is with, with, you know, that inspired action and, and pursuing a mission um, of yours. And just enjoying, you know, the luxury of, you know, what you've accomplished as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, you know, you you always just want to find that nice Goldilocks zone, really. Like, you know, we used to always talk about that, you know, people strive for, like, there's always that kind of strive for work-life balance and that. And saying to people, well, the problem with striving for balance is if I'm balanced, I'm not moving either way you know, like we, when I, my background is with sports physio and, you know, you train athletes to have better balance so that they could stay upright. If someone is unbalanced, they're going to fall over. So when we talk about like, you know, finding balance and people say, you know, I want to lose weight, but I want a balanced diet. It's like, well, no, you've got to lead an unbalanced diet 
for a period of time, or you've got to lead an unbalanced, you know, exercise regime for a period of time. If you want to lose weight, you're going to have to get up and eat well and exercise. And then once you're at your goal weight, then you can balance it out. Then you can sleep in that morning or two. Then you can enjoy, you know, pizza with the kids on a Friday night. And so it was the same for us with business where, you know, we want to enjoy this balance, um, but also we want to, you know, like I can't then just sit around and do nothing for the next 20, 30 years because that doesn't really give any great lessons to our children. They've seen the results of what we've been able to create, but they need to see us in action every day. So it's always about trying to find that Goldilocks zone where, where you know, we are working, but we're not burning ourselves out. Um, and as well, like we're still actually showing the children what we're doing and showing them growth and showing them, you know, commitment, dedication, goal setting, hustle, all that kind of stuff, teaching them those life lessons so that hopefully when they, you know, graduate from school and do whatever they want to do and start their own families, they're even more successful than us. Like, you know, we can build a platform for them, but then they can go and take it another two, three, four levels higher, which is the goal really that concept you know that you shared i, I don't uh, i don't hear anything like that to often about um you know being unbalanced for the sake of progress but the way you put it really really it really does make sense you know don't be afraid to tip the scales go off balance for a period of time it does make sense um totally for sure um so yeah I was, I was just going to say, you see it a lot. And again, like, you know, I mean, using health and wellness as an easy example, people are like, oh, well, I've, I've trained really hard this week. So I can, you know, I can enjoy beer and pizza this weekend. And then it's like, well, well you've gone five steps forward and then two massive steps backwards kind of stuff. Like, you know, if, if every week you're really good Monday to Friday and then you blow out Saturday, Sunday, you're going to get to the end of the year in the exact same position. Um, and you'll be perfectly balanced, but you'll also be frustrated because you didn't move anywhere across the year. You're going to end each year in the same spot that you started. So that's where people can get frustrated and quit. Um, but really it's because they're, they're asking for balance and they're asking for movement and you can't have the same, a, a perfectly balanced person. And when I'm on stage, I'll stand on one leg and say, look, I'm perfectly balanced at the moment. I'm not moving. Uh, and so if you want movement in your life, if you want a change of direction, if you want to move one way, you need to unbalance that way. Wow. I really like that. Uh, you know, I can, it totally makes sense. It reminds me of the, the nine to five work week mentality and living for the weekend. Right. It's like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea of a balanced life. You know what I mean? Hey, work, here's work five days. And then, you know, do what you want for two days. Um, it's kind of interesting because the, you know, my life isn't like that. And, and I, and I'll relate it to uh, my fitness journey, um, you know, with CrossFit, but even before CrossFit, whatever I'm into calisthenics, weight training, you know, whatever it was that I was in, I, I love, cause I love it so much that I'm going to do it on Saturdays. Right. Mm. Like it doesn't matter. It's, it's so it, I do have that sense of I unbalanced um, lifestyle because I'm devoted to it that much. And it's because of that, I guess I do see the progress and, and results. And I'm sure you can attest to that as well. Yeah. And I think like, again, you know, when I spent 10 or so years as a, as a physio and people would always say like, what's the best exercise. And it's like, that's the one that you're going to do every day. <laughs> like, 
you know, we can argue weights over calisthenic, over body weight, over intervals versus cardio versus, you know, or like all your metabolic pathways and all your ways to actually stress your body. And that, you know, you, you've got to put some adaptive stress into your body at some point, again, if you want results. Um, but as an overall general rule, what's the best exercise? The one that you actually will get up each morning and do. Um, because I can tell you all the reasons that lifting weights is better than running. But if you don't lift weights, you're not going to do it. And the days where you're, you know, you might do it because you have to, but you're not going to do it because you want to. And so go out and run, but yeah, maybe just vary up your running and put some sprints in or something or put some hills or again, vary your metabolic pathways so that your body is under adaptive stress. And then you'll start to see more results. And again, that's when you lead an unbalanced life. And that's when you move towards a, a certain goal. So it's one of the biggest challenges I think that we have is that people lack clarity in their vision um, and they lack clarity on the roadmap on how they want to get there. And so, you know, when you're coaching someone and again, like, you know, one of the things I've always liked about CrossFit is it's, it's so objective. It's like, this is it. Like, here's what we're doing. Um, and it's laid out, you know, reps, weight, all that kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, other friends and it's like, well, I'm going to go for a 5k run. And it's like, well, that's what you want to do. You do that. But what's your intensity? Like, what are your splits? What are you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm not doing anything. And then six months later, they're kind of like, oh, you know, I'm not really getting any fitter. I'm not really moving. And it's like, well, you've got to measure these trainings. You've got to actually know what you're doing so that you can have this actual measurement process. You can have clarity of improvements and clarity of the stepping stones to get there. So again, business, health, fitness, you know, happiness, whatever you're striving for, whatever success is to you, uh, you know, whatever that goal is, you need to have clarity in the vision, but you also need to know the, the stepping stones to get there. And that's where people get a bit caught. They either get overwhelmed by the vision or they just, you know, they see steps five, six, seven, but they're too worried about step one. And so they never take that step that totally makes sense you know and it's it's um like you like you mentioned about um track tracking your progress is huge because if you don't measure if you don't track your work then you're not gonna you're not gonna notice improvements you can guess and feel hey i'm getting better stronger you know i'm getting thinner whatever but like you have no means of like measurement you're just kind of you know guessing mm. instead of and, and, and that's a big part of seeing the results too, is just being structured in that. So it, it totally makes sense. Like if you're going to go for something, an area that you want to improve in your life, then definitely makes sense to have a method of, of, of measurement. Yeah. 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 If you can't measure it, you can't kind of progress it. You know, you, you can't fix it kind of stuff. So, you know, the, for, from a financial point of view, your best measurement is the, numbers in your bank balance and again like bank balance like what people want balance um but they also want to reach a financial goal but again people are like oh well, you know I've, I've saved well this week so i'm gonna spend it on something and that balance always seems to end up at around the same figure each time and that ends up like this you know like you talk about like the thermostat in your house you know it's like you know we don't we don't have them here <laughs> we, don't, we don't need them here but for you guys at the moment, especially in winter, you've got a thermostat in your house. Now, if you open a window, um, the thermostat's going to adjust to a point where it gets back to, you know, whatever temperature, and then it sits there again. You close the window, it adjusts back the other way for a little bit, and then we get back to that temperature. So, 
we kind of do that in life is we have these thermostats in our head of, of kind of this balanced life. And then, you know, we'll be healthy for a little bit. So then we'll blow out or we'll, you know, save some money for a bit and then we'll kind of, you know, blow out again. And we always tend to end up back at this thermostat. So when we talk about, you know, mindset and mindfulness, it's not really about, well, you know, I, I've got to go to the gym. It's like, I've got to move the thermostat in my head because if the thermostat's there, you can go to the gym three or four days, but then something will pop up in your life or you'll go out and blow out on a pizza that evening or something. Cause you've like been good and you're going to reward yourself. So much of the mindset is okay. Well, what's my environment? Where do I want to be? Who do I need to surround myself with? So I can actually move this thermostat. So then I don't fall into those self-sabotage patterns of eating well and exercising for five days and then blowing it out and totally ruining it and starting again every Monday morning. So yeah, we, you know, environment mindset, all those sorts of things. It's about moving the thermostat, not so much about, do I open the window? Do I close the door? I've got to move the thermostat in my head. Otherwise the temperature will never change. That's very interesting. I I've heard that concept before. Now I'm curious to hear from you. How does someone move that thermostat in their head so that, you know, next week, next month, they have, you know, that surplus of money or that increase of strength or, you know, performance in their fitness or, you know, inches off their waist. Yeah. Well, I think you've got to, um, you know, you've got to through everything like education, education is key. And, you know, we like, if you go back to, you know, when I started my story, you know, and we talk about how do we sort of end up in this position, you know, when I was young, I was, I was academically strong at school, you know, I, I, I was always active and I was always out playing and I loved playing sport and playing football and all that kind of stuff. And I was fortunate enough that I was academically strong as well. So I didn't have to, you know, stay at home and like do, do too much homework kind of stuff. I could always be out playing, but, you know, because of that, teachers would always say to me, you're, you know, you're smart, you're active, you know, all that kind of stuff. You should be a doctor, you know, get into like medicine, be a doctor, do that kind of stuff. And the teachers would say that to me. And, and obviously it was all done with the best of intentions from their side. Um, but then, you know, when you, when you're looking back in your life now, you know, 20, 30 years later, and you're reconnecting all the dots, when I finished school, all I wanted to do was be a doctor. And then I went to university and I did my undergrad in sports physio. And then I would like sat my med entrance exam. And I remember sat there and I passed the med entrance exam and I had the letter of acceptance in my hand. And I was there having dinner with a couple of friends and they'd, you know, they'd sat the exam too. And we all had our letter of acceptance in front of us. And there were three of us and two of us, my mate and I were like, I don't know if we, I don't know actually if I want to do this, you know, I've done, I've done all of this and I've followed this path do I actually really want to do this or have I just sort of done it because that's what was kind of drilled into my mindset from a very young age. Now, one friend went off and has become a very successful doctor. The other two of us have have followed completely different paths, but you sort of look back and was like, well, is that really what I wanted to do? Or was that just what some people told me I should do? And that was when I really started to read And, you know, I'd never really, again, I'd never really read at school, except when I had to read books for English. Um, And I'd never really read at university because we were too busy partying. Um, But that's when I started reading, you know, like some of the classics, you know, you think and grow rich, you rich dad, poor dad, secrets of the millionaire mind, 
all these sorts of things of like, well, you know, like there's got to be a different way. Like I'm doing, I'm going down this pathway and, but I don't know if it's a pathway for me. It's a very well-worn trodden path and it's a perfectly good pathway for many people, but it's not the one I want to go down. And that's when I started to kind of realize like, well, maybe there's some other paths and I can look off. So to start to move that thermostat in my head of where I wanted my life to be, I had to really educate myself. And I had, you know, at the time, you know, I was at the library and I was just going to the library every weekend and getting two or three, you know, business books, mindset books, like, you know, financial mindset, professional, personal development books. Uh, and I was just reading, reading, reading and just reprogramming my mind. So when we talk about like whatever it is, again, if it's health, wealth, you know, financial happiness, whatever it is, like we, we have to have clarity in the vision. And the, the analogy I use, like if I'm, you know, I'm driving somewhere, like I put in my phone, you know, here, here's where I want to go. And I pop it into my phone. Now it's going to give me that vision first. Like, so you Google maps is going to zoom right out and give you the whole picture. And that's great. I had to like actually figure out where I wanted to be because my vision had just been like, follow this path. I needed to kind of open up my mind and see some other pathways, but then your maps is going to like zoom right in and tell you, okay, here's what you do next. You go left at the end of the street. And that's all it tells you until you go and turn left. Then it says, okay, now go down the hill and turn right. And that's all it tells you until you go that. So it gives you the step-by-step directions. And as we were talking before, like we've got to have clarity in the vision, but we also need the step-by-step process. So you need to surround yourself with people. You need to find mentors. You need to find coaches. You need to find you know, people in your life who will help you with those step-by-steps. But to reprogram your mind, it takes time. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges people have with personal development and stuff like that is we do want an instantaneous change. We do want to go to a two-day seminar and walk out with our mindset changed. But I had, you know, 12 years of schooling. And again, it was all well-intentioned. And my parents were like, you know, again, yep, you're smart. We'll send you to uni. We'll pay for all those things. You know, there was 20 years of my life had been programming my mind to do one thing. And I always thought it was like, it's probably going to take me another 20 years and I'm turning 40 very soon. It's going to take me another 20 years to reprogram it the other way. So, you know, the process when I started reading these books and I started kind of coming up with these ideas, there was 10 years of failure and messy like things and, and you know, saying things and, and like, you know, trying things and they all failed. Um, but it was all just part of like unlearning a certain way and learning a new way and totally changing the mindset in my head. Now, like, I, I don't know how, like, you know, people say for a lot of people, their biggest fear is losing their job. My biggest fear is ever having to work a job because I, I just, my mindset is so different that I, I would just struggle so much. Not that I can't, you know, not that I don't have work ethic, not that I can't be a good you know, employee and add value to a company, but my mindset is just, no, this isn't you. You you are entrepreneurial, you're autonomous, like your role is to go out and do things on your own and create your own businesses and create your own life. So my mindset is so far down the other way. I don't know if I ever could have a job. I would just be so miserable. Um, so it's, I mean, the key really is you've got to educate yourself. You've got to 
read, you've got to listen to podcasts, you've got to listen to audios, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, just again, understand that it might take a little bit of time and no different to if you've got 50 pounds to lose, it's probably taken you four or five years to accumulate that. It might take more than a week or two at the gym to remove it. Um, you know, you've got to understand that if it's taking you four or five years to have these bad habits, uh, it's going to take you a little bit of time. And so I remember, yeah, when I started, you know, really changing up my health and changing up my diet, my nutrition, I was just about to turn 30 and I'd spent, you know, from turning 18 and backpacking around Europe and backpacking around the UK and then going to university and spending four years partying and then spending a lot of my twenties again, you know, traveling the world and partying between work trips, you know, working with sports teams, but also just social trips with the mates. I was like, man, you've done 12 good years of damage to your body. Like it might, it might take a little while to kind of undo some of those things and, and really change. And, you know, I was able to sort of change my health and fitness around fairly quickly. But again, my mindset was never like, you're going to change this in a month. It was like, Hey, like if it takes you 12 years to undo 12 years of damage, then, then maybe that's, that's a fair balance of the universe. So that's sort of, you know, the pathway that we've been on for, well, nine and a half years now. So maybe in two and a half years time, I'll be in the best shape ever because I would have finally undone 12 years of damage. Wow. The new you at 42, considering yeah, well, you're saying in two well, years, but yeah, that we'll is the, that's incredible. Um, <clears throat> How you just shared that, yeah, like changing your habits takes time, um, you know, because the the position you you lead yourself to, you know, it was an accumulation of the small, subtle behavior patterns over time that created the dramatic shift. And I think a lot of people, that's when they look at, you know, it's hey, it's okay, it's okay, you know this extra slice of pizza once a day or extra, you know, beer doesn't hurt. It's just the one, but that over time, right. It's going to add up or, you know, this, this extra spending, you know, at the coffee shop, you know, it's not going to hurt my budget. You know, it's just that extra little thing. I made an extra few dollars this week. So, but it really does. It really does. And it's, and it's like, um, I laugh because now I think it's like, well, if you want to balance life, well, you're back and you know, you're, you're balancing out, you're balancing out, you, you know, everything's in balance the way it originally was, you know what I mean? But, and, and, and mm. not, but in a way that nothing changed. Right. So um, anyways, yeah, that, that really interested me. What, what you shared about changing the thermostat and, and um and how you, how you can really do it through environment exposure to new people, new places, books, definitely um, audios, definitely. Right. Um, and it does take time because it takes time to reprogram your mind and, and open up, right. Like to new possibilities, become more aware, right. Just like the example you shared about the GPS visual blowing up the map, you know, and, and, and you don't just see the one path, but you see like this, kind of broad map which is um yeah i can like it really makes a lot of sense the way you put that so i'm just curious now to hear um so you went from being a sports doctor and then you got tired going down that path and then you transitioned into something else and 
was that was that network marketing or was there something else in between um, just share a little bit about how you went from that and into the um, health and wellness um, industry where you started to have some major financial success and then along i know as well with that you uh, likely experienced some great um physical health benefits as well so just share about that yeah so i think you know people talk a lot about you know, the, the sort of mindsets of like, well, you know, money won't buy happiness and all that kind of stuff. And, but the reality is money is buys us choice. Like we can sit there and say, well, you know, like you can't go into a shop and buy a, a you know, a bottle of happiness kind of stuff. But yes, you know, you can have a lot of other things in your life that money can't buy. But the, re the reality is a lot of choices that we make in our day-to-day -day life are restricted by our finances. And so, you know, the, the financial situation that we're in will dictate the choice that we have to make each day. So for me, like I, you know, I did follow this sports physio path and I was good at it and I did enjoy it there for a while, but I just always knew like this, you know, you, you can't do this forever. This isn't sustainable. And I actually, you know, I mentioned it sort of briefly right at the start, I broke my thumb um playing football one day and so you can't be a physio and have a broken thumb and so it was always just like well you know your lifestyle again like the choices that i had i had to stop playing a sport that i enjoyed because of the financial situation that broken thumb put me into so again throughout a lot of my 20s i was i was working and i was in that sort of you know work hard play hard sort of mindset and um i was working as a sports physio so i did get to travel with some teams and i did get to go through uh, Canada, the Caribbean, you know, a few parts of the world, like working with sports teams and that. So there, there were great benefits to the lifestyle, but I always wanted this autonomy. You know, I was always driven by how can I live an autonomous lifestyle? And it wasn't about private jets and Maseratis or anything like that. It was just, I want to wake up each day and have the choice that I do what I want to do. And I don't have, a, again, I don't have a problem with working and work ethic as long as I'm doing what I want to do. And I didn't want to be geographically restricted by a job. So with that, then I spent, as I said, I spent so much of my twenties, you know, like I, I do that sort of annual boys trip and I do the annual work trip and sort of have a bit of fun. But a lot of the rest of the time I was sitting at home on a Saturday night reading books uh, and, you know, like reading and listening to podcasts and watching recordings on YouTube and all that kind of stuff from really learning. And I tried all these things. I tried, you know, currency investing. I tried creating websites. I tried, you know, writing a book about back pain. I, I tried like all these sorts of things and, and nothing really worked. Um, and so getting a bit tired of getting a bit frustrated, we were dabbling in property investing, but we weren't, you know, like having huge amounts of success in it. We were sort of slowly accumulating some property. Um, and that's then, yeah, where at the same time I was preaching healthy lifestyle and healthy living, but I was quite burnt out. I was quite kind of, you know, just frustrated, stressed, all that kind of stuff. And it was just in a bit of a bad way, but you're showing up every day and putting this facade on in, in front of patients that you were happy and healthy and, and loving life. So that's then when I kind of, you know, a, a friend was like, well, look, you know, try these products. And I was like, well, I don't know, network marketing. I don't want to do that kind of thing. And, you know, I don't, I don't really know about the products either. And she was like, well, look, you know, are you healthy? I'm like, no. And she's like, so you've been doing this for 30 years and look at the results. How about you try something different? And it was that same thing of, you know, for 30 years, I'd been following a certain path and not getting anywhere. 
Um, and then now it was like, well, I've got to actually change. So long story short, we ended up like, you know, sort of trying this network marketing thing, trying some products, getting great health results. And that's when, again, like, you know, the mindset starts to open and the thermostat starts to shift. And it was like, hang on, like maybe we can, you know, actually create an extra income here, which would give us a bit more choice. And the big choice at that point was that Angie was pregnant with our son, Jack. And so we had our daughter, Oshi, and we were pregnant with Jack. And it was like, well, even if we can make enough money where when the kind of reality, like when there's the choice of Angie, you have to go back to work. We, we have the choice to say, well, no, she's going to stay at home. She's going to stay at home and raise the kids. So again, I think like, you know, people can get caught up in this whole network marketing headspace that, you know, it's about cars and handbags and jets and big checks on stage. For us, it was, you know, a few hundred dollars a week. Like, you know, what if we could make a few hundred dollars a week just to provide that extra bit in the budget? So we had the choice to say no when Angie's maternity leave ran out. So, you know, when we hit that point, we started to build our business and we started to, you know, like that's when again, like, oh, okay, well, maybe we can go a bit further. Maybe we can sort of, maybe I could just go to four days a week. You know, if we can keep building this up, like maybe I can go to four days a week. And the other thing we did, and again, this, you know, we came in with a very different mindset and we came in with a very different skill set to most because I had tried, I'd spent 10 years trying all these things and 10 years reading books. We realized that this was the perfect middleman, perfect stepping stone on the way to really fast forwarding our passive investment goals. So again, it was like, you know, the money that was coming in was great, but it was like, well, what if actually, you know, Angie can stay at home. I stay at work. Yes. Maybe I can just cut back to like four days a week and have a, a day off on a Wednesday midweek kind of stuff and just reset and relax. But also what if we can go out and use this money to buy more investments, buy more property. So that's what we did. So we kept building our business. We kept building up our property empire. I kept working, you know, I reduced my hours a bit. I reduced my workload a bit, but we were able to create, sorry, that's the dog in the background. If anyone can hear that. Um, so we were able to then to create, you know, a property empire. And we actually, we had 14. We've just actually put two up for sale um, just recently, just like, you know, with the market as it is at the moment, but you know, we we're able to build this space where we had 14 property investments and we had our business. And then at that, I was able to sort of sell my, you know, my share in a private practice that I had and go out and then again, live this lifestyle that we have now. So they all kind of dovetailed together. And, it, you know, it was always interesting because sports physio was sort of where I went because it was, you know, it was about working with athletes and I was active and I was healthy and a lot of my youth, I was injured. So I was going to the physio and that's how I sort of found physio. Um, and then, you know, so my health and, and my business mindset and my you know, educational academic mindset dovetailed into sports physio. And then again, we moved into a health and wellness company in the network marketing space and used that money to create investments. And again, it was dovetailing our health journey, our business journey, our financial journey all together. So where we are now, it's, you know, in, in the 10 years or so since we started this, you never would have thought, but then you look back of, well, I spent 10 years before I did this, you know, learning and, and learning these skills and really getting clarity in that roadmap. And then someone actually just came along with a different vehicle and we'd been trying to drive these vehicles down the road. Again, if I'm going to road trip from my house to your house, 
you know, I want a nice vehicle to drive in. And so we found the vehicle that worked for us. We got to work, but again, we never went in with this mindset of like massive amounts of money. It was about how do we create more choice in our life? How do we create more autonomy in our life? And how you do that is through putting your money to work, teaching your money to get a job. Now, I don't personally ever want to have a job, but I'm very happy to teach my money how to have a job. So I get up each day and like find ways to put my money to work um, through, you know, property investing again is our main vehicle. And, you know, it was just yesterday. I was trying to buy two houses actually yesterday. Um, you know, both of them, <laughs> both of them, they took other offers. But, you know, you're always sort of just sitting there like, okay, well, what's next? What's next? I've got to put my money to work every day um, because if my money's working, I don't need to. And then again, we, we have the choice. Now, could we, you know, sell all the houses and have a private jet fly us around the world? Yeah, that'd be a fun week or so. Um, but I'd rather keep the properties and keep them ticking over and live this lifestyle. And then we're able to, you know, give the kids this inheritance and give them this legacy that they can then go and change the world in their way too. That is very interesting. Honestly, like I caught a lot of, uh, a lot of good nuggets out of that and just how you just basically shared about how you, you didn't have this big, massive financial like income goal. It was just cause you're, you know, your wife was pregnant and you wanted some, a few hundred extra dollars a week and it just started there. But even before that, um, I know you didn't touch on much. Um, you experienced some great uh, physical results from these products you were taking. So was it because of that, that it also opened the doorway to this additional income stream through this vehicle? Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent there. And I think like, you know, when we talk about any any business model, you know, is is about selling a product or selling a service. And, you know, like in, in any business, any profession, any job, like I think sometimes people can get all icky about the word sales, but we do it all day, every day. We, you know, when we go on a date, we're essentially selling who we are to the other person and seeing if they want to buy it or not. You know, if they want to like, do you want to invest in me <laughs> as someone that you want to spend time with, you know, because you're spending time, time is an incredibly value commodity. Um, and then, you know, jobs, people are selling their time. Again, they're selling their expertise, they're selling their skills, they're selling their knowledge um, in exchange for an income, in exchange for a wage. Now, in a business, again, as a physio, I sold my knowledge, I sold time, just, you know, being in a room with a patient, answering their questions, you know, helping them get clarity, helping them become independent with their condition and getting back to what they wanted to do. So, you know, when we found you know, the network marketing space, there was a huge amount of skepticism from a financial point of view, from a business point of view, from an ego point of view. But I sort of said to my friend, well, look, don't tell me about your business model. I'll try your products because yeah, you know, I need to lose some weight and I need some more energy and I need to sleep better. But more importantly, like I'm not going to tell a soul I'm doing this if they don't work because I'm not going to recommend a single thing to anyone unless I've actually tried it and tried it properly myself. So I sort of, you know, like bought this pack and I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone I'm doing this until I've completed it, the pack and everything. It was like a 30-day pack. <clears throat> now, you know, like spoiler alert, three or four days in, people were like, hey, what's different? Something's different about you. And I was like, oh, nothing, you know, like just trying something different. And they're like, 
And then a week or two in, um, you know, like friends that I'm training and going to the gym with and running with are like, you know, you've got more energy, you're running faster than us, what's going on? I was like, oh, you know. So eventually I started telling people what was going on, but it all came down to having a transformation with the products. If I didn't believe in the products, I would be selling hype to someone. I would be selling, you know, like it's you're building a house of cards kind of stuff because you're saying to someone, I'm trying to convince you to buy something that I don't actually think is that good. And I'm in a convincing space, which is a negative space where it's like, look, this is what it's done for us. Take it or leave it. I don't actually mind because I'm going to keep using it anyway. Um, And then we still continue to use the product. So we wouldn't have a business model at all. We wouldn't have this, certainly like in this situation, if we didn't think the products worked and if they didn't work for us. And, you know, 10 years on, we're still using the products religiously every day as part of our healthy lifestyle, as well as eating you know, good food and, you know, preparing meals and going out to the gym and all that kind of stuff and avoiding soft drinks and fast foods and all those sorts of things. But the reality is sales in anything we do comes down to an exchange of energy. And if it's a positive energy about what you're doing, whether it's, again, whatever your job is, career, profession, entrepreneurial lifestyle, whatever you're trying to sell, you need to have energy behind it that's positive and that you love what you're doing. If you don't love going to your workplace, like people notice that, you know, people notice when they're working with employees who don't love their job. And as I said, if I I can tell you all the reasons in the world why lifting weights is better than going for a run or swimming, if you, but if you love swimming and you get up every day and swim, then that's the best thing for you. It's like, you've got to find the best thing for your energy and for your goals. So yeah, we wouldn't have our business if not for that. Um, And that's, you know, the reality of it. So that's what started us was a great product experience. And then again, it was, you know, the, the vision was always there for the autonomy. You know, could we have an autonomous lifestyle where we had choice every day, but the kind of roadmap, again, people can like, you see people get caught up with, you know, step seven, eight, nine, ten of, you know, financial freedom and flying around the world. And, you know, we've, again, we've enjoyed some beautiful holidays with the kids. We've, had some beautiful dinners in beautiful restaurants all around the world. Like we have had those sorts of things, but it was just always step one was like, well, what if, what if you don't have to go to work anymore, Angie? And then step two was, well, what if I can just take out a day a week? And then step three was what if we can use this money to accelerate our goals uh, like property wise. And then step four was this. And, you know, say to people like, it's like, it's like looking at the horizon. Like when, when, when all you see is the, the horizon, just focus there, like focus on getting to that horizon. And then when you get to that horizon, a whole new area of the world is going to open up, you know, a whole new view. And there's going to be like, you know, new challenges, new, but there's also going to be really new, exciting things. So when I started CrossFit, we were talking about this offline before I started CrossFit just as a way to help with my running because I was doing a lot of running at the time, half marathons, full marathons, because my environment was I was living with other runners. Um, And then you start doing CrossFit and then you start doing, you know, doing it more often. You start doing it more structured. You start taking, you know, and I went and did like my level ones and level twos just to sort of like, you know, really understand how to move my body really well. I always already knew as a physio how to move my body pretty well, but I just, you know, I was really sort of dedicating myself to it all started doing competitions, started winning competitions, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, 10 years ago, it was like, well, you know, why don't you just try CrossFit to just do a bit of extra leg work so your legs are stronger at the back end of a marathon? 
and I'd even I'd even go in and do you know like box jumps and squats and all that kind of stuff and then run home you know I'd like train myself to run home on heavy legs after a big lunge squat box jump sort of session now you know that's how it started how it ended and so the evolution of it all and I think again people people can get caught up in they want perfection before they start and it's like no just just start somewhere because it's going to evolve you know like the like everything's going to evolve but the key is to start just create the habit just create the habit of getting up each day and reading a book just create the habit of getting up each day and eating something a bit healthier create the habit of going to the gym like they've actually they've literally shown studies where if you just get people to just create the habit of walking into a gym each day and you can walk in and just turn around and walk out but the people who were doing that in 12 months time actually were going to the gym more often and, and getting more results than the people who were made to go to the gym three times a week the people just created the habit of just walking into the gym and then they're like well while i'm here i'll lift a weight or two while i'm here i'll jump on the treadmill so just create that one habit and then it's going to evolve this pathway is going to start to appear but it all just starts like with, you know, one better meal, one better decision, one better book, all those sorts of things each day. And as you were saying before, that, that compound effect, that snowball effect of a better decision every day is going to change your life in, in so many levels. Wow. I really love that. I love how you put that perspective, honestly, with the, uh, with the horizon thing. And it's like your goal is there. You look, focus on the horizon. And, um, but at the same time, you mentioned, don't get lost in the steps ahead. Like you said, step seven or eight, which let's just say financial freedom. And you know, that's the pinnacle. And if you focus all on that, you're, you're, and, and you're not aware of the steps in front of you of how to get there. You got to understand that. Yes. If you want that freedom, there's going to be temporary restriction because the path is going to be narrow for you to follow and you have to be disciplined enough to stay on it and not drift off of it. Because that's what I've realized in my journey. And I know I'm sure anyone who's human here listening can attest to this, where they just get caught up in the emotions. And, you know, if, if it's not going the way they want it right now, it's they, they can burn out and lose this desire because they had this expectation that it's supposed to be fun and sexy and easy and, and then, but all of a sudden they're getting hit with these challenges that are really, you know, um, they're, which are actually meant there to serve them, to help them grow. Um, but, in, but the, the way you perceive it, if you perceive it as, as a brick wall that you can't get over and, and, and it's a sign to quit, then, mm. well, you kind of miss out on that because really it's, it's, you know, like I say, it's, it's an opportunity for you to grow through that. Yeah. I think the, you know, one, one of the biggest things at the end of the day is like, you know, the paradox people have there where like freedom. And again, in, in whatever you call freedom, the pursuit of freedom is actually boring. The results are great. The results are really exciting, but the pursuit is boring, but I think people want excitement in the pursuit, you know, and like you can look at, you know, someone like The Rock, you know, you can follow The Rock on Instagram and he posts his cheat meals and someone can sit there and like, oh, wow, like I could look like The Rock and eating that. And it's like, no, that's his pursuit of like his discipline and his gym training and his work ethic 
gets him to a point where then he can go off and have that kind of cheat meal after, like that's after he's achieved his goal sort of stuff. Or you can look at someone with financial freedom and, you know, look at their lifestyle, look at the car they drive, look at the holidays they have or whatever, and be like, oh, you know, as soon as I start making money, I'll buy a nicer car. As soon as I start making money, I'll start having, you know, nicer holidays. But the reality is the discipline and all that that goes into the process takes years and, and it's quite boring and very vanilla. And, you know, you know, like we, some of the young guys that go to the gym with, they're like, you know, I'd love to have a nice car and have a lifestyle like you. And it's like, well, you know, do you know, like I, for three years, I actually sold my car and just rode my bike everywhere for three years. Cause I was so financially disciplined that I didn't want to spend any money on anything else, but like property and business. And so I was riding a bike and like buying property. So I had like three properties in a business before I then bought my first basic car. You know, I was just riding my bike in the meantime, but they don't, they don't want to hear that story. Right. Or it's like, you know, when, yeah, how do you get like, you know, how do you have a lot of property and stuff like that? Well, it's boring. I, the, all the properties we have are actually, they're, they're, there's nothing like exotic or exciting about them. It's just accumulation and doing the same thing. So again, when we talk about creating habits, there there is a mundane, methodical, disciplined aspect to it. And that's the hardest thing for people to grasp. But the results are where the freedom is. So the, you know, again, if the freedom is to be able to take your shirt off and, you know, rock a summer body at the beach, you know, that's going to take discipline. The freedom becomes after. If the, if the goal is to be able to travel the world, like you're probably going to have to drive a crappy car and live in a crappy house for a while until you accumulate the funds and get yourself to a point. Well, at least that's what I had to do. I mean, I had to live in some pretty horrible <laughs> places there for a while and, and drive a terrible car there for a while and then ride my bike there for a while. Um, but it was because we had the discipline to stay on track. So now we have that freedom of choice of doing whatever we want to do. And, you know, I mean, cars don't mean a lot to me that, you know, it's, it's nice to have a nice car, but I don't judge my life on our car. But I do remember it was funny when we decided to a few years ago, you know, go out and buy those nice cars. Eventually, finally, after all these years, we went out to buy new cars and walked into the shop and it was like, yep, that one and that one. Thanks. And the guy's like, do you, you know, like, are we going to negotiate? I was like, no, just buy those two. Like, here it is. Like, you know, that freedom came from years of discipline to up to that point kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's so true with, with the process behind the scenes, it can look ugly, right? It can be monotonous, but you really have to marry. I've learned personally to marry the process, embrace the process because I've really learned that is where your well-being is. And people talk about stress, right? People got stress, 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 right? It's all, you know, people are stressed out over things, financial, physical, mental, whatever, relationships. And I believe now one of the biggest stressors in our life is just procrastination and an inability to manage our, our days and our emotions. But when you stay disciplined enough in a, in, a, in a pursuit that you feel worthy and just marry yourself to the process, you actually... It's not that you forget about the goal, but you, you just enjoy the process so much. It becomes so boring, like, I don't know, like factory work, right? Like you're taking boxes off a press for 12 hours. It's all, it can be like that sometimes, right? But, um, but yeah, it's, 
you never lose sight of, of that goal that you're pursuing, but at the same time, just marry that monotonous process. And, and, it, and it can be fun once in a while, right? Because you have those little, little wins and it's great to celebrate a little bit and, but not, you know, not sit on your throne for too long because, you know, like you say, you can just kick back and stop there and then get depressed. I, I, I've experienced, you can get really depressed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, take two or three weeks vacation, do nothing but sit on a beach that can depress some people, especially if you got some ambition still in you and, but it's a great, it's great. It's great because, you know, if you experience that, then it's just, Oh, Hey, it's a reminder that, Hey, you got more to live for. And, and, and it's great. You know, like, um, I know we're, we're flying here on time. We've covered a lot of ground so far, Andrew. And, um, you know, we've talked about a lot of great things with, um, with fitness, uh, with CrossFit and, um, you know, with, with building a business and just having the mindset. And, and a lot of this really does come down with your mind, you know, where you have your thermostat set and, and, and really just focusing on a goal, tracking it, you know, like very key disciplines and traits to have for, you know, any area of your life. But um, we're just going to wrap this one up here. Just, um, I just wanted to um, have you just share a little bit about um, what you're doing currently now with, uh, I know uh, you have a podcast um, called The Way Out, I believe it is. Um, And you do some coaching around um, financial literacy um, for people for um i'm not sure is it for people who are growing growing a business or share a little bit about what you're doing right now yeah look i mean financial literary skills and and that are are effective in whatever pursuit you have so again like i mean there's cross-pollination in a lot of what we're talking about discipline and habits uh, and you know discipline habits and work ethic are, are three of the most important things in whatever you want to do and you know, a great relationship requires discipline. You know, a great body requires discipline. A great business requires discipline. I mean, Angie and I have a great marriage. It doesn't, didn't come without some, you know, discipline, without some, you know, like you can sit, you know, self-control, uh, you know, sacrifice to a certain extent in some ways, but then the, again, the results are so much better on the other side of the coin. Um, and that's the same again with, you know, a health journey isn't going to come without some discipline and some sacrifice, but the results are so much better on the other end. So uh, a lot of what I'm training now, so yeah, the the podcast is called The Way Out. My book is called The Way Out. And it is a, you know, about the financial mindset as much as anything. I talk about, you know, business skills and things that I've learned along the years and, you know, how you can grow businesses and entrepreneurial pursuits. Um, But then really the key focus and the USP that we like to talk about is that, there's no point making money if you don't know how to actually put it to work. And so many people, you know, will write business plans, but then they never write financial plans or they'll write goals for their life, but they won't actually really talk about what they're going to do with their money. So they'll sit there and say, I want to earn $100,000 in my business this year, but then, okay, well, what are you going to do with that money? Now, if you don't have a plan for your money, someone else is going to come along and give you their plan. Someone else is going to come along and say, hey, buy this, do this, or let me invest it for you. That's a huge one. And it's funny, um, you know. It shouldn't be funny, but it is. But you know, I, I you know speak a lot on stage, and 
um, you know, you come off stage and there's always going to be that one person that's like, oh, you know, you're successful. Like, can I give you my business part of business card? I've got an opportunity for you. And it's like, no, mate, like, don't, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> um, but unfortunately, a lot of people find that, that, you know, they don't really understand what to do with their money. And so other people come along and, hey, like, I'll, I'll take care of your money. And, and unfortunately, most of the times things go wrong when that happens. So, yeah, my, the, the real goal now is to help coach mentor people through, um, you know, creating business, but then actually turning that business into financial freedom. And again, that um, having that stepping stone. So your business is the stepping stone onto the pathway to financial freedom. But sometimes we can see the business as the end game. The business is the middle of the, you know, stepping stone. So yeah, way up podcast, way up book, uh, or you can just sort of, you know, follow me on um, social media at Andrew James Logan. And, um, you know, the, all the stuff's on there. I do a lot of posting just on my general wall about financial stuff as well. So um, that's where I want to help people now. As I said, like we could sit on our bum and watch Netflix, but probably not the best um, sort of, uh, role model for our kids if we do that so you know i want to take all these 20 years of lessons and 10 years of business and you know, 10 years of traditional business and 10 years of kind of you know modern business and 20 years of investing in books and personal development and help side uh sidetrack so i should say shortcut for people because you know there's the closest thing to a shortcut is finding someone who's already done it and asking them how they do it um that's the closest thing to a shortcut in life is just finding someone who already whatever you want in life find someone who's done it and then ask them how they did it and then do that that's the shortcut to success great so that's that's great um you did share just where people can find you so just to clarify again um you are on facebook you are on instagram and you also yep. have a website uh, andrew logan .net. Yeah. .net. Yeah. So okay. andrewlogan.net. Yeah. So you can sort of reach me on any of those channels and um, yeah, hopefully I can help just uh, like, I like to, you know, I mean, we talk about like, you know, thermostats and all that kind of stuff. I, I like to think about it as a big puzzle, you know, a big like jigsaw puzzle and you can buy the box and you see what it's going to look like on the outside, but then you open it up and it's a thousand pieces and nothing seems to fit together. Um but then, you know, you sit down and every day you're just sort of like connecting. And once you connect two or three together, like suddenly more of the picture becomes clear and then you connect a few more. And the more you're connecting, the easier it starts to become and the more things fall into place. So, you know, I like just on my podcast each week, you know, if I can just help someone get another jigsaw puzzle piece in place, then they get closer to having that clear picture and that clear kind of result. Awesome. And speaking of which, um, I actually did listen to one of your uh, one of your episodes uh, this morning. It was a uh, it was about uh, how, um, ways to um, deal with overwhelm. And I yeah. think you posted it just before Christmas. And, and, and you know, it was very helpful. It's like, hey, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, I, I, you know, just I forgot about like you shared some great nuggets in there. And so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if, if you if you're interested in what Andrew has to share, um, what he shared personally about his background and also what he's working on. Um, yeah, you know where to go find him now. And um, so, Andrew, this this has been a real treat to have you on on this show. And um, perhaps we'll have another one uh, later on in the year. We'll, we'll tear it up. Hey? We'll do a workout in the backyard. Absolutely. We'll, we'll keep that as a, uh, a 
goal in mind for the future. No worries. See you, everyone. All right. Take care, everybody. God bless.